Hey, Wingman Nation, welcome to the Wingman Men's Moment Podcast, broadcasting from Lakeland, Florida. This is John Delaney, your host, hanging at the hangar with Pastor Jay Dennis and Randy Ferreira, co-founders of Wingman Nation. Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning uh, from the Wingman Studio. From Wingman the Wingman Studio. Studios. Here in Hollywood, California. I mean, uh, Lakeland, Florida. People are going, where's that? <laughs> you know, I was looking, there was something last week I was reading about what Lakeland was, ori- was originally going to be named, and I forgot the first one because it was so weird. Huh. The second one was Rome. City, which um, doesn't surprise me. I've heard that name wow. before as well. But the first one was like Podunk, <laughs> you know, Podunk, Florida. But PD Florida. Hey, po, po, everybody's know, trying to get to Podunk. Po, right. Right. I was going to say that was the next thing I was going to say. Yeah. Fastest, fastest growing city in the state. Yeah. So, well, we're excited that you're listening with us this morning. We want to remind you also a couple things. Um, this is our, our uh, Monday podcast that drops uh, in uh, early in the morning on Monday mornings. And uh, we also have a new podcast called The Papa Rock and J-Pop Show. You already have the truth. And that drops on every other Wednesday. So we hope that you'll check that out. And also to support the ministry, you can do us a huge favor. Visit mensministries.com stop by there and um, there's some great stuff on there that that is available through our affiliate relationships and there's some great Bible studies and books and things that you can buy that you're going to pay the exact same amount for if you go direct Mm -hmm. and we just make a little bit of a small commission so it supports our ministry so check that out as well so this week this week's podcast is called Don't Give Up and Basically, it's about loneliness. Uh, yeah. You know, the, 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 the statistics and, and what we'll talk about during the podcast mm-hmm. speak to the fact that men uh, suffer from loneliness. They're not the only ones. Obviously, women do as well. But uh, loneliness can be a very, very dark thing for men. So uh, we're going to be looking at lamentations. And uh, Randy, take it away, brother. Hey, good morning, John. Good morning, good morning. Jay. Good morning, brother. Good to see you this morning. Yeah, so, I mean, it's hard to understand that uh, guys do get lonely. So we wanted to talk about not giving up and have some encouraging words, but kind of go through this and uh, understand that, you know, loneliness is real. And uh, no matter what we're going through or what we're feeling about ourselves, uh, maybe not good enough or we've got things we've been doing in the past that Mm -hmm. haven't been uh, that we're not proud of and things of that nature. There's there's encouragement there. There's uh, there's a way to continue on and don't give up. So Mm -hmm. uh, we're going to go through that today. And uh, Lamentations, as John said, three, one through nine and 19 through 26 is kind of the verse uh, verse is we're going to look at. But in 22. It says, the Lord acts of mercy indeed do not end, for his compassions do not fail. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, says my soul. Therefore, I wait for him. That sounds like a song. It does. The Lord is good to those who await on him, to the person who seeks him. It is good that he waits silently for the salvation of the Lord. Yeah. So. Very encouraging, no matter where we are, if we always come back to God, there's always hope. There is. And you think about if a prophet like Jeremiah is struggling with this, we're going to struggle with it too. Yes, for sure. No doubt. You know, in a recent report by the U.S. Surgeon General, he stated that there's a condition, and this really is uh, is interesting, that does as much damage to your body 
as smoking 15 cigarettes a day. That's mm. insane. You know, I mean, and, you know, what is that condition? Loneliness. Yeah. Despair. You know, it's it's the feeling that no one is there for you. <clears throat> and so to, to, to think that that type of feeling can do as much damage to our body as smoking 15 cigarettes a day, that's... That's pretty serious stuff. Yeah, it really is. And so that's why we felt compelled to address this today. And uh, and as Jay said, if Jeremiah, the you know the famous and noteworthy yeah. prophet, was experiencing this, uh, knowing he was also you know uh, he was the, he was there from from God's you right. know, uh, command, then anyone can. Exactly so Jeremiah right. the prophet in here, he's a little confused. You know, he's in the midst of a terrible storm of doubt, discouragement, and in despair. So his face seemed to be on on the way to the local garbage dump, basically. <laughs> you know, the same the same prophet had a fire within his bones to preach the word of God and you know and to serve him passionately. You know, and so he, now he it's he's pointing he's pointing his finger at his God. He's disappointed with him. Yeah. He's delus. Del- yes. Disillusioned, Disillusioned. With him. Excuse me, my tongue is not working correctly. And I just watched it and can't do a thing with it. it. <laughs> <laughs> Has a little bit of lift. Yeah, that's right. So you know, and he's doubting God. You yeah, know, and that, that's uh, it's crazy that that he would even think that. But you know what? That's okay because that happens. Yeah. So no matter where we are in this, we know that other. Other people uh, are experiencing this same thing. So yeah, let, let's do a quick study of these verses first. And in the first part of Lamentations 3.1, it says, I am the man who has seen affliction because of the rod of his wrath. So Jeremiah felt that God kind of turned his back on him. Yeah. Here, and he kind of walked away. So, you know, the word affliction means trouble or misery. And he kind of felt that way. So I mean, think about that. If if you think if you think we have problems, think about yeah. lamentations of prophet. All of a sudden, he thinks God turned his back on him. Right. I so guess that, he didn't know Job. Yeah. yeah exactly. Right. And number two, lamentations three two says he has driven me and made me walk in darkness, not in the light. So the Lord, uh, you know, it seemed had turned out the light and left Jeremiah in a dungeon of darkness. Wow. And that sort of put him in this state of depression. Talk about loneliness. Yeah. You know, so as we said, others have experienced this and will continue to experience this. Right. So that's why we're, we're talking about it. And then in Lamentations 3, 4, he said, He has caused my flesh and my skin to waste away, and he has broken my bones. So... He's feeling the effects physically, hmm. and which is sort of proof positive that what the Sur- Surgeon General said about comparing it to 15 cigarettes a Good. day, you know, it's, it's, it was experienced back then. So it affects us physically. Yeah. It ages us. It's hard on our body. You know, really you is. can tell when someone is depressed or down oh. and they've been in that state for a while, you see them, it's like, wow, you yes. look really bad. That's exactly What's right. going on? And... It turns out that that you find out that's what's causing it. There it is. And he continues in Limitations 3, 5. He is besieged and encompassed me with bitterness and hardship. It's a feeling of being helpless, that there's no way out, that there's no way through. He's filled with distress and weariness. 
And guys, we've all been there. Absolutely. Uh, we, we've all had those times. In verses 6 and 7 of Lamentations 3, in dark places, he has made me dwell like those who have long been dead. He's walled me in so that I cannot go out. He has made my chain heavy. It robs you of your freedom and imprisons your mind because you want to believe God, but it seems you can't. It's like I am in the dark. Guys, this brings up a good point. You can be honest with God about how you feel. Mm -hmm. You know, even if you feel disappointed with God, God's a big enough God. He can handle me coming Mm -hmm. to him and saying, God, I just feel disappointed with you today. And so I love the transparency that Jeremiah has. And guys, we need to be that transparent with God. Right. We we do. Verse 8, even when I cry out and call for help, he shuts out my prayer. You feel like your praying is a waste of time. Prayer just doesn't seem to work anymore. Uh, God appears to be silent when you desperately need for him to speak or to say something. Jeremiah felt like a target on which God was taking target practice. <laughs> that That's the idea. He felt beaten down. His peace was gone. He had forgotten what happiness and joy was, and he was weary and well-doing. Was he a child of God? Absolutely a child of God living on the edge of hopelessness. And if we would be honest, we have all been there asking those questions. Where is God? Why is God silent? Why doesn't God do something? Why did God allow this? What did I do to deserve this? When will this stop? Why is God mad at me? I mean, those are all questions. Even if we don't want to admit them, they're there. How many guys do we know? That we've heard those from, right? And and Many. and probably we probably heard quite, if not all of them, right. from our own selves. Sure, you know, absolutely. <clears throat> yes, yes, and uh, <clears throat> you know, so we we're trying to just make it a point, guys, that even even Jeremiah was feeling these thoughts of loneliness and despair and felt like God had abandoned him. So we've all felt that way. We've heard people who felt that way. And it's okay if you're feeling like that. That's part of life. God may be, you may be in a position where God's trying to teach you something during Mm, this time. You know, and pay attention. Yeah. He wants you to pay attention. He's trying to teach you something. So you know there there is hope and and uh, we we wanted to bring that out to kind of let you know that you're not alone we're not alone in this but there is hope and we we picked up uh, seven looks that will bring us hope yeah and so we want to we want to talk through those a little bit and and the first one is called look back yeah and yeah look back so notice the word remember or like recall my soul remembers in 321 this i recall to mind what is what is jeremiah doing you know during this crisis of belief he has lost his focus and that happens when you're depressed in despair you know you you kind of forget about you know god and how god yeah. worked in your life and in the past and this is where jeremiah was yeah and when when we folk when when we are in the midst of a storm we we all can lose focus oh yeah, yeah. so you yeah, it's discouraging at the time, but it's not. Don't lose that hope. Right. So stop what you're doing and think back. Has God ever not come through for you? He always comes mm-hmm. through. He promises that. And it may not have been exactly the way you thought 
He should, mm. but it, it's always been in your best interest. It's, he's never let us down. He's never failed us, and he won't fail you. Uh, God's track record in our life is amazing. <laughs> he always comes through. And like you said, maybe not the way we expected, <clears throat> but he does. He's yep. faithful. And that's what Jeremiah is trying to get across. We're serving a faithful God. And then he says to <clears throat> look up. Look above the storm, beyond the storm, there is a sun that still shines. So you get your look up and start to cheer up. Hope had died within Jeremiah. But here's the thing. If Jesus lives within you, hope is still alive. I love this quote by Andy Crouch. He said, human beings can live for 40 days without food, four days without water, and four minutes without air but we cannot live for four seconds without hope. Mm. We need hope. Hope means to desire something with the expectation of fulfillment. It's a confident expectation. The Lord tells Jeremiah why he could look up, why his hope would come alive. 40 days without food, we can live that long? Wow. 40 seconds. Be or 40, awfully hungry. 40 minutes, I'm like, oh, I need a burger. <laughs> so we need to anchor our lives on three specific truths, guys. We're, yeah. uh, we want to stand on these truths. We want to give these truths, and this will help us during this time. So number right. one, I will never stop loving you. Lamentations 3.22, the Lord's loving kindness indeed never ceases. Right. For his compassion never fails. God will never stop loving us. That's right. Loving kindness means a loyal love. Through our storms, the Lord never stops loving us. Yes. So imagine God saying to you, I will never stop loving you, Mm. ever. Number two, I will never fail you. Lamentations 3, 22 and 23. The Lord's loving kindness indeed never ceases, for his compassion Never fails. There are never and they are never every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. Yes. I think I read that wrong. So the Lord knows what we're doing through through this and he cares, you know. And every day the Lord provides for you or or us all we need to get yeah. through that day. And that, that keeps hope alive. It really does. And number three, imagine the Lord saying to you, I will never abandon you. Verse 23, they're new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. God will never leave us. I love Hebrews 13, 5, especially out of the Amplified. And guys, if you all have not read the Amplified version, it is so good. So I challenge you to to read it. But in Hebrews 13, 5, for he said, I will never under any circumstances desert you, nor give you up, nor leave you without support, nor will I in any degree leave you helpless, nor will I forsake or let you down or relax my hold on you. Mm. Assuredly not. I love that. You may leave God, but God will never leave you. So keep looking up. But there's a third thing we need to look at here, too, and that is in our looking, look to. We see Jeremiah in his storm of doubt crying out to the Lord really in two ways. Many of the Psalms are the writers crying out to God, and that takes prayer up a notch in intensity and passion and urgency. So we see we we look to praise. Jeremiah begins praising God, saying, 
great is thy faithfulness. It's an expression of, of praise and adoration. And then prayer. Don't stop talking to God in the midst of what you're going through. One of the things I've noticed, guys, when I'm dealing with depression is I tend to not want to talk to God. Here's mm. what you do. Even if you don't feel like mm-hmm. praying, pray anyway. Keep praying. Keep pushing through. Keep talking to God. Jeremiah in 33, uh, 3 says, Call to me, and I will answer you, and I will tell you great and mighty things which you do not know. So prayer gives you insight. It gives you wisdom. It gives you guidance through your feeling of hopelessness. So when you don't feel like praying, pray anyway. That's a good word. Yeah, and don't forget, I've learned this, and I I learned it the hard way. Yeah. But you know what? Even when we're in a dark spot and we we keep praying, Mm -hmm. we just, we're faithful to pray. Pray when you're done with that. After you come out of it, thank thank you, Amen. because because it's His power that brings us through them. That's right through the dark times. That's right. Yeah. So number four in the looks seven looks is look look four number four mm-hmm. look four in verse twenty five he says we are told to wait for the Lord Lamentations three twenty five. So while we are waiting on God, guys, we are to seek Him passionately and one as Jay said praying, mm-hmm. we are to wait. Quietly and not always talking about the storm and worrying about the storm. The word wait means to look for eagerly and to expect good things from God. Expect that he's going to answer our prayer and be there. So wait also has an idea of submitting to the will of God, which I'm, I, I like that, the mm-hmm. will of God. We need to make sure we're always striving to be in the will of God. Um, that's right. Because God's will, you know, put down our stake there stubbornly yeah. and stand there in his will and try to stay there and look for God, wait nice. for God. He will act. Wait for his directions and it will come, guys, yeah. as long as we're focused and striving to be in his will. That's exactly right. Don't I think try sometimes we have the idea the wait is that we do nothing. No, it means do everything you know God wants you to do while waiting for those things that you don't know. Yeah. So it's an active waiting and not something where we just say, okay, God, I'm not going to say a word to you. Just whenever you're ready, you start talking. No, that's not waiting. And I've heard so many guys in counseling discussions that they say, well, I didn't, why why didn't you do it? Well, I didn't do it because I was just waiting on God to tell me which direction to go. Yeah. Wrong. (laughs) It is wrong. You got to move in a direction. Pray about it, of course. Try to move forward and see if that's the direction God wants you to go. If not, He's going to slam that door in your face if you try to get through it. He'll stop you. He will. Most most of God's will for our lives are found in God's Word. So we do those things that God has plainly told us to do, and then He begins to fill in the blanks. Exactly. And then we look upon... You can trust the Lord to always do what is good for you. You can trust that the Lord is at work even when it appears that he is silent. You can believe that God will never do anything willingly to hurt you. Lamentations 3.33, for he does not afflict willingly or grieve the sons of men. People will hurt you. Your sins will hurt you. People will let you down. Folks will disappoint you. But you can always trust the Lord. Yes. Jeremiah 29 and 11. I know the plans I have for you, plans to not harm you, but forsake you. Amen. 
hope for the future. <clears throat> yes. So number six is look back. Look back in Lamentations 3.40. Let us examine and probe our ways and let us return to the Lord. So the word return means to turn back, to turn toward God. So many face the storms about their salvation, you know, because of disobedience or getting out mm-hmm. of God's will. So that's a storm. So come back. You yes. can think that, you know, you're depressed or bummed out because, and I've heard this before too, you know, I've... I haven't been going to church. I haven't been praying. I haven't been in a quiet time. Mm-hmm. I haven't been a good husband. So it's just too late. No, come no, back. That's God right. welcomes you with open arms to come back. Yes. And surrender and start again. Amen. Good word. And then number seven is look beyond. You have to see beyond this storm that you're facing. Your faith must get up and start working again. Remember, no storm lasts forever. Uh, Lamentations 3.31, for the Lord will not reject forever. Beyond this storm you're facing, there would be and can be a glorious future and a new assignment from God. And God never wastes our sorrows. He never wastes our difficult times. Mm -hmm. So we're learning some things about God and about ourselves. So listen to what Jeremiah said in Jeremiah 29, 11, Randy, that you mentioned a moment ago, for I know the plans that I have for you. Isn't it comforting to know that God has something specifically in mind for us to do? Yeah. He's got an assignment for us, declares the Lord, plans for welfare and not for calamity to give you a future and a hope. Guys, we all face these times of difficulty, and uh, we face these times of loneliness. So I want you to write down these seven looks and go back and begin to think through how you can look through these and experience joy and hope again. Your depression won't last forever. It, it just won't. Won't. I got to tell you, you know, I think we're, we're uh, you know, we love to keep these to about 20 minutes. But yeah. after reading this part about the lonely despair of American males, right. man, I think it's important for, for the guys to hear this. Yeah, I do know. too. Randy, so. why don't you share that? The lonely despair of American males. Okay. <clears throat> so here it is. The last 20 years has seen a dramatic increase in the suicides of white middle-aged men in the western half of the United States, Mm. primarily in rural areas. Poverty and isolation are the key factors, with the quick and easy availability of guns facilitating an irrevocable decision. The Center for Disease Control recorded 1.4 million total attempts Mm. and 47,173 suicides nationally in 2017. Wow. White men accounted for 70% of all these cases. The highest rates are in Montana, Alaska, Wyoming, New Mexico, Idaho, and Utah. Mm. Dr. Craig Bryan, who studies military and rural suicide at the University of Utah, believes a strong sense of independence and self-reliance is a major cause. There's been an increase in every man, every man for himself mentality out there. So there doesn't seem to be as strong a sense of we're all in this together anymore. It's much more. Hey, don't infringe upon me. You are you're on your own and let me do my own thing. Just coming back to that one phrase there, there doesn't seem to be as strong a sense of we're all in this together. Yeah. Guys, don't you think that's why we need church? 
That's why we need to be in accountability groups. Bible studies. In Bible studies. That's why we need other brothers. We 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 need guys in our lives. We absolutely do. It's important. Yeah, it says a major piece on this subject in a recent issue of Rolling Stone highlights the rugged individualism of the great author Ernest Hemingway as symbolic of this harmful mindset. With his romantic accounts of wars, hunting down defenseless uh, elephants, fishing in cold streams, and black coffee and cigarettes consumed around campfires, (laughs) no writer is more responsible for the adoration of the terse, self-sufficient American man than Hemingway. Then he hit middle age. When the body tires of sleeping rough, his talents diminished, Hemingway killed himself with a shotgun blast on a July morning in 1961. He was 61 years old. After his father killed himself in 1928, Hemingway commented, I'll probably go the same way. There were other factors, alcoholism and multiple uh, concussions suffered in various crash landings and mishaps. What really killed Hemingway, however, was one of the things killing American men today, a macho fantasy of a man who needs no one but himself. Guys, we need the Lord. That's number number one. And we need each other. So this week... Reach out to another brother. Begin to find that person or those men in your life that you can be with, that you can communicate with, that you can let your defenses down. That's what Wingman Nation is all about, is building this kind of atmosphere where we want to have somebody we could call at 2 a.m. And uh, that person would be there for us. That's right. For sure. So pray about your other brother. And if you're going through a time of depression or discouragement, then we encourage you, take these looks, and by all means, look up, because God is there, and He will never, ever let you down. Guys, thank you for listening to us. Encourage other people to be a part of our podcast as well. But until next time, we made out. Moment Podcast is brought to you courtesy of the Wingman Nation Men's Ministry. Visit us at wingmannation.com.